1: Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt
0: Knight. Good evening, Mr. Joe. Hello,
1: Mr. Matt, and hello, welcome back, dear listener. This week on Guitar Nerds, um, it was... It was, over the last weekend, Europe's largest guitar show, known as Guitar Summit in Mannheim, Germany. Um, So we're going to be, I was at that show, we're going to be talking about some of the amazing things that I saw there. Me and Matt are going to pick out some of the best bits. Um, And don't forget to stick around to the end of this episode, where we'll be going through questions that you, dear listener, have pitched on the guitar Nerds facebook group and we'll be choosing a question to discuss on the patreon episode of this podcast which we'll go and do after that we might try and sneak in some news maybe we'll do that on the uh, on the patreon episode because my goodness there were a lot of guitars at guitar summit i had a fantastic like, loads of brands i'd never seen before heard of before and i have a huge list i don't think we're going to get through this list matt and made a huge list of guitars that i checked out
0: we shall see i was um i was just looking at where Mannheim actually was because i'd kind of f- forgotten it's like, near it's the south-
1: first of frank
0: yes it is mm-hmm. south of frankfurt That's right. um, and then i sort of i wouldn't really call myself a map nerd there's definitely some real map nerds out there um but i was i was like oh i wonder what's around and then i was like the town of Strasbourg. i always thought that was in um i always thought that was in germany but it looks like it's in france very confusing um but yeah i can't even remember how i got there last time joe but i haven't been to that show since it was last on in 2019 so uh hopefully you've got lots of good stories oh,
1: yeah
0: um firstly though i'll ask you a question joe we talked about this uh did we talk about this on the pod last time or off the pod i can't remember what did you eat <laughs> you mean as a, a ve- vegan as, as, as a vegan in southern germany um yes. not saying you know we're not stereotyping here um but <laughs> every time i certainly go to germany i do like a bit of currywurst
1: i uh i always think G- germany is a hilarious country because it's uh it's it's incredibly liberal yet everyone smokes like they still have smoking areas inside in most bits everyone smokes yeah. into their 80s like you know i was like getting the train and there's like a group of seventy-year-old people drinking cans of beer. You know, like they all—they drink so much beer. They all smoke. They eat nothing but red meat. Uh, I mean, the stress on the healthcare system must be must be huge. But uh, but yeah, they're a great just, country. They are they are wonderful. They're wonderful. But actually, Mannheim is a wonderful, large, um, super cool liberal Bohemian city, and it's full of vegan restaurants. In fact, so uh, so yeah, so I, I did pretty well. Vegan vegan food in, in most places. We in fact went to a, on the second night went to a, a vegan Asian restaurant, um, and I had a, a lovely sort of. Um, uh, like tofu udon udon noodle type thing. It was very good. Nice, yeah. So nice. So, I, so
0: you didn't starve. It I wasn't starve. chips.
1: No, I expected to starve. I expected to starve. Made a made a small error on day one, actually. Uh, so when I, I we flew in there, I went in with Dan Gooday from from Ashdown. I was going to you know just play bass on their on their booth for the entire weekend and and wander around and stuff. So we flew in we uh we went and set up our um our store and uh then we went back to the the hotel that the, the we were staying in this very posh hotel um and uh, it had a sky bar on the top floor so went to the sky bar amazing cocktails they do there we had a couple of gin and tonics uh, there was a, something called elephant strength gin which was a 65% gin so i was drinking uh, those, So we had a couple of those. And then we got um, a message from some of our friends at uh, Filling Distribution, a French distribution company who do, like, loads of pedal companies, really cool guys. They were like, oh, there's actually drinks back at the show for everyone who's just finished setting up. So we went back there, had a few beers, and then realised that they were only actually serving, like, sausage stuff at the show. So I needed to eat. So Dan <laughs> and me went back to the Sky Bar. Um, and they'd actually run running low on their vegan meals all they had was a, a, a sort of salad thing left which was lovely but i hadn't eaten all day and by this point i'm sort of four 65 percent gins in and about four beers in um and so we had that uh, I, I had a salad had a couple more gins dan called it a night and he was like but you you know you stay up and have a drink they had an amazing whiskey menu so i ordered myself a lovely oban and uh sat at the bar and had that and then i was like you know what I'm really, I'm, I'm quite drunk and I've got an early start tomorrow. And I was drunk at this point. So I got up and I left. Completely forgetting, of course, that in, in Germany, as with most other places that aren't the UK, you pay at the end. You don't pay as you go. And so I still, at that point, needed to settle both Dan and my meals and, you know, I don't know, eight 15 euro drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so that was bad and the next day i woke up and realized my error and i had to had to go back to the uh go back to the sky bar and be like i'm i'm, I'm so sorry I, I don't know if you remember me i was here last night and they were like oh yes we remember you <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh dear yeah joey b it was yeah. um did you get caught out though i i'm sure um this wasn't the case, but uh, in certain rural parts of Germany, uh, as in quite a lot of European countries, um, cash is king, as they yes, say. Yes, um, yes. And I've certainly been caught out on that on my international travels, where they're like, no cash only and you're like yeah yeah um what (laughs) it was
1: it was a very international uh hotel so fortunately it it was easy easy to pay but yes i got caught out in other areas getting taxis trying to buy a bottle of water from a street vendor things like that you know so uh, and i of course didn't bring any euros because you know it's it's not
0: 1992
1: yeah what's a euro <laughs> yeah <clears throat> exactly well anyway so but we should talk about the guitars that was my experience of making an error a drunken error but it was uh right, well you okay. paid up joe and you admitted it you admitted your error i admitted it i admitted um, it yeah they uh they they were like they said don't worry we you know we'd actually we'd seen your seen your lanyard and uh and uh, and so hit. we knew we knew what company you were from so we've just built that uh build that company <laughs> you were like oh okay <laughs> like, oh you build you just build the the company you just build, uh, I'll build Ashdown
0: i'll have six gins, please <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah so, uh, that worked out well for me but uh
0: nice nice but, yes anyway we're here to talk guitars joe we are here to tell talk guitars, the man. world um about what you saw and um, oh, i guess it, <laughs> i guess we should probably say that as well from my experience and joe maybe you can start off by um saying backing this up or otherwise but guitar summit is a real mixture of kind of big brands i mean i don't actually know if, if like fender gibson and that were there but there's a few big brands but also just a lot of boutique stuff a lots lot of, of boot- the thing about
1: germany is they have a lot of um boutique brands and also the thing is there were like uh, there were lots of french boutique brands that were there as well lots of portuguese boutique brands that were there czech boutique's boutique brands you know there's there's belgian boutique brands there's a such a mix of of european boutique stuff and of course there are just countless german custom shop things they'd love they'd love being luthiers the germans means, really do it means there was loads of stuff to discover and it's a german trend i think i, I was speaking to um uh i i was speaking to to like Trent guitars about this recently, how until really until maybe Fidelity and Trent came along, the British trend of guitars is like that. Uh, the British luthier is like the um, the PRSE. Look at this wood; it's ludicrously quilted, and mm. uh, you know, you know, it's that sort of thing. That was what you got from it. The Patrick Eggle. That was the British right. Okay. Taste, okay. taste in a custom shop. Germany is like. Their taste in custom builds is like how to reinvent the wheel. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.
0: plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: yeah, okay. everything everything has to be just a weird new concept a lot of the- uh, a lot of uh, engineering lots of engineering lots of art guitars and stuff like that so it was exciting it was exciting yeah. I, tell, I tell you what i went around i obviously checked out loads of stuff took loads of photos took loads of cards and this morning, when I was, like, putting together what we were going to talk about on the podcast, I was going through all the cards, and I was shocked by the amount of cards. And, and this actually almost exclusively applied to the German bands I spoke to. They didn't have websites on the cards in the end. I sort of looked at them and was like, oh, this just has an email address. Great. <laughs> so they were, they were some of them were really hard to, like, dig up on the internet, but
0: that's fine. You
1: know, whatever. It's
0: a, I think um, trend. I think what's interesting now is... You know, brands that are made on Instagram, you know, Trent, yeah. for example, brands that are made by words of mouth. And a lot of brands, and a lot of brands I think you're going to talk about this morning, uh, this morning, this evening, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to it, Joe, is um, some of these brands just have huge waiting lists. And guitars mm. are sold all year long. And you don't really ever hear anything from them. And yeah. you don't really see them in many stores. But the words got around and people are buying them left, right and centre. Yeah. Um and I think that's that's cool and that's really interesting. Um and I'm looking at the list you put on here Joe and there's uh-huh. some some crazy stuff that I think we need to uh we need so, to yeah, talk about. We do. And that's my next question, Matt. It's uh, we can talk about
1: something uh we can talk about something crazy. Uh we can talk about something um that's got a gimmick behind it. Uh we can choose something that's vintage inspired. Um, or we can do amp
0: or effects um, what would you like well, to go for first let's I tell you what let's start with this brand because we've never really spoke about them but everyone's seen them and i want to know if you found out any more information about this absolutely weird and wonderful brand and that is ritter instruments
1: Absolutely um, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. They had a huge stand. There was a separate room just for like... like It was like the luthier room. Now, there were luthiers dotted around, obviously, everywhere. But this room, it meant that you were a big deal luthier. It was like a... Yeah, sort of <laughs> separate, separated from everything else. Nick Huber was in there, you know, for example. And at the very head of the room was this huge Ritter display of what they call the Ritter Royals. And dear listener, I don't know how we're going to get through describing these guitars to you because they are beyond most people's wildest dreams. Ritter-instruments.com or just check out Ritter anywhere on on the internet. There are some crazy things there are guitars made out of like um uh, fabric like uh, you know with like proper sort of 3D velvet velvet fabric finishes there was one guitar that was actually part of a painting a gloss um sort of uh, you know plasticky, you know a gloss uh painting of the universe and the guitar's like cut into it so it sits inside of it so it's just on a big easel and the guitar is part of that and i assume it pops out somehow cuz there's
0: yeah there. i um so i guess for anyone listening um, that might want to follow along so it's ritter r i t t e r hyphen instruments.com um i mean i've seen this brand at every show nam you know all of those kind of uh crazy boutique shows they are everywhere and they have a range of models i best i guess the best way to describe them is giant oversized i guess like modern kind of curvy guitars i mean they're just yeah. they are beyond bonkers yeah uh, and in it, terms and bonkers, of desire in terms of design but also just yeah. in terms of finish and everything bonkers is the word these really realistic these
1: are guitars that wealthy people will purchase and and put on their wall they're very expensive but also it's not Like you know how a lot of brands get arty like this because they're trying to be the most ergonomic. Ritter aren't trying for that. Most most of these guitars look very difficult to actually be able to play. Um, The Red Sting was a was a big hit for me. Um,
0: Yeah, I think. um, So the ones that you're just on their website. So the ones that you're talking about in the picture, which I think is the craziest thing. So there is difficult. It's difficult to describe this, but yeah, effectively, big canvases with a guitar cut into them that you can actually take out and plug in. It's called Intune Frames, uh, is the model series. They've done a whole bunch of them, including one, which is one huge bit of quilt maple, (laughs) and then the guitar is, like, cut into it. Um, It's almost... It's almost like a puzzle. Imagine the puzzle pieces. The I, I dread to think how much they were, Joe. Did did, that, did anything have a price tag on it? Nothing had a price
1: on it. No. And I, I couldn't. I couldn't actually find anyone from Ritter there. I did sort of try it. Try like look around. I,
0: you know, I did. I, I must have turned up at a bad time or something. But I think, I think these are, if I remember rightly, I'm guessing twenty grand. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling they're standard. So they're Porsche. P O R sch uh porsche model um, everything is everything from them is basically unique in some ways or super limited models they use consistent different you know they have got five or six body shapes but everything's kind of a different design they're very art guitars i guess very modern art is what i would describe them as um, Yeah, yes somewhere between seven and twenty thousand um Unbelievable. i mean if i had that kind of money I absolutely would (laughs) you know know, tone tone is one thing and taste is another and I don't care how much money I have I would buy that um, so looking at their available instruments one thing they do have available on their website which I think I saw a picture of you play this Joe they've got a guitar that looks like a double bass Ah, A bass six that looks like a double bass, or did you have something? Was that something different? That is something else. Shall I? Shall I diverge onto that briefly? Sure. Or or should we? Yeah, yeah. Sure. We should. We should. uh, We should. um, Yeah, I guess it's worth saying that Ritter make a guitar that basically looks like a double bass. But Joe, you actually played a double bass designed to uh, to be played
1: like a guitar. That is a company called The Bass, spelled B A C E. And uh, the fella who makes them plays in a jazz band and he wanted something that was portable. <laughs> I mean, portable. It was something smaller than a double bass. It sounded like a double bass, and he wasn't convinced by the options of, you know, electric bass, acoustic bass, anything like that. So what he did was he took a cello and he took essentially a precision bass neck and he. Bolted the two things together, and designed a three pickup situation inside. So a piezo, a pressurized pickup, and a microphone in there. And you you sit with it as you would a guitar, but it is an actual cello body. He buys cello bodies and then cuts the the okay. necks into them. They're they're only twenty five hundred euros, and I came close, Matt, very close. Um,
0: <laughs> it's, I can uh, just see you playing this for uh, for polymath.
1: Yeah, just yeah.
0: absolutely pulling that out in some sort of crazy tuning.
1: Oh, it it uh, was a lot of through. fun.
0: It was a lot of fun to play. I think for for him, he was
1: obviously a double bass player who was looking for something more convenient. As a a person who can't play a classical instrument, uh, the appeal of uh, being able to look like some sort of you know some sort of expert uh, while still having the comfort of a layman's electric bass neck uh, was quite appealing. Um, and twenty five hundred was a good price. Uh, I thought they were they were they were very lovely, um, but yeah, just may- maybe I, I wouldn't quite have the full application for it. But it was one of my favourite things there
0: nice nice mm. um just uh, i guess just to finish on the ritter thing do go check them out i think they're absolutely amazing uh, in terms of look and look and design uh, certainly not your uh your granddad's uh, custom shop strat here it's uh, <laughs> it's they really are something something else and i think you know they're expensive joe when you go to the contact us page and they're like here's our address here's the nearest airport Here's the nearest private airport. (laughs) 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 Wow. It's like uh sorry, you don't want to fly in with the common folk, then please come to our private airport. Where um yeah, it looks like only two official dealers uh worldwide, Ish Guitars in America and Guitar Planet. In Japan, look like the only uh, the only of course, two official dealers. J- I bet
1: Japan laps up these Ritter Um
0: They are, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're anywhere between nine thousand and twenty thousand dollars, basically. Just some serious crazy stuff. So uh, very cool. Yeah, it's it's difficult. I think as you said, Joe, difficult to describe what they look like. <laughs> I guess even what they sound like because you probably couldn't even play them. Well, but no. They are doing something, I guess, they're doing something very, very different. Yes, certainly um, are, certainly are. And, it's you
1: know, they might have well been able to sell guitars. Certainly, this was a show that surprisingly saw a lot of sales. Nick Huber, um, who I got to hang out and then have a drink with on the first night with with him and his son. Um, amazing. Uh, and, you know, we were having some serious talks about me purchasing one of his basses. Um, uh he actually sold, ended up selling the bass that was there. There's a picture, dear listeners, that I put it of me holding this lovely sort of surf green, uh, the hollow body sort of single cut, one pickup in the middle, uh, Nick Huber bass that he originally designed for Nate Mendel and later made one for James Johnson and Biffy Clyro. So there's a picture of me holding that one. He sold that for something like 6 uh, and a half thousand euros at that show he sold nearly everything he brought so he, he certainly made bank at that, uh, <laughs> that show um but but uh but but staying on the on the crazy german stuff another sort of wonderfully weird thing i saw was osec uh guitars um oh,
0: guitars yeah.
1: osec guitars and they do uh, an instrument called the synapse or the, the synapse uh headless model and um the it's a it's a an extremely light very ergonomically designed single piece of uh, of maple for the body with the neck then cut into it and it has on a rail a movable pickup through the through the middle but uh the the guitar i guess sort of it it moves around in a sea dear listener so there's no there's nothing between the neck and the bridge like the bridge will be the first time that the wood reattaches again so there's just like a metal bar a thin metal bar that the pickup slides on um, in the middle and you can change the type of pickup that that you fit
0: see i saw you playing a picture of this um yes. i guess for anyone if you're new to listen don't know it's uh, on our facebook group you can have a look at pi- a picture of joe playing this um I thought you were playing a tuffle birdfish. A couple of people have said that. A couple Um, of people thought
1: this was a birdfish. It does share a lot of similar qualities, I guess.
0: Yeah, um, strange, for one. Mm. Um, Yeah, kind of that. I guess maybe a similar ethos to the tuffle birdfish in in the fact that, if I remember rightly, the story with the birdfish is that... um, the guy didn't play guitar but thought how would how could I design a guitar where nothing is exactly what a guitar player would design. Right, right. Almost yeah. like how could I redesign this this instrument completely fresh? And it almost feels similar with this. So um I guess yeah O O C E K guitars.
1: They're Turkish.
0: Um it I do you know what? It sort of reminds me does it remind me of? Well, I guess in say you would say the the body looks a bit like a shark's fin, but it kind of reminds me of a. Is it like a squire katana? No, no, no. What I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the Gibson Modern. Do you know what I mean? It's the if okay, you, yeah. It's got that sort of offset feel. It's to got it, that sort of offset, sort of like slightly curved, um kind of half flying v half explorer type thing but obviously yeah totally weird in fact that there's no almost like there's one big sound hole but the sound you know, there's just no wood there um and yeah this this kind of movable pickup did you um manage to talk to anyone about how they came about that design what the idea behind the design was in any way
1: i mean i did uh i i did speak to the the fellow who um uh, who who built all of these guitars? So at, at, at quite length, uh, you know, at quite a length. But um, the the gist, the idea behind this was kind of what you expect. He was hunting out the ultimate sort of ergonomically designed guitar. It's very it's supposed to be very lightweight. Um, everything around it's designed to be, you know, sort of effortless to play whilst being versatile. And he's just trying to create something that's a little bit different and new. That was kind of the. The are mm. really nothing you know nothing especially revolutionary that seems to be that's what a lot of these sorts of um ultimately ergonomic designers go for um,
0: yeah well i think it, um also interesting just on his uh or you know their instagram osec guitars at osec guitars uh, author of two books in Turkish on electric guitars, amplifiers, and effects devices. There you go, there you go. Um, oh, no, he was but, a but yeah, man. very, <laughs> very cool. And that slideable pickup is, uh, yeah, an interesting idea. So um, on
1: on the terms of or on slideable pickups, there was another uh, luthier in the same area. This is all in the same bit in this like premium luthier bit. There was another guitar company called C Gig, uh, C G I G Guitars. Um, uh, a very sort of small german luthier, um all hand built guitars his standard models had a very nick Hubery feel to it again it was that sort of larger body single cut um uh, you know big german carve uh just a very a very nick huberry feel and looked to them looked very premium but the thing that caught my eye i didn't catch the name of this model um uh, oh, yes, it's called the Landscape Matt. And if you click onto their Instagram, Matt, and for mm-hmm. dear oh, listeners, yes. it's CGIG Guitars on Instagram. There's a very simple um, white um, guitar with uh, two pickups and a little scratch plate. And if you watch the video, Matt, you'll see that in fact, if you remove the scratch plate um, from the guitar, that the pickups can actually be rolled and moved up and down the body.
0: (laughs) I'm watching it right now. Um, Yeah, so this, I guess it looks a bit like a millimetric in terms of the body shape. Um, So almost like a rounded square uh which i like i think it looks very cool but yeah you can remove this tiny scratch plate and then the pickups basically plug in with a mini jack
1: yeah
0: it looks like into the body
1: and they bolt um, in side. and here's the thing whenever you have movable pickups you always have a big dish like you know there's a big hole underneath mm-hmm. where the pickups go for you to slide them around this very innovative design means that this guitar just looks like an ordinary guitar like you would not know it has movable pickups absolutely but it actually does so you get all the versatility of being able to move pickups where you want also change change them he does a couple of sizes um but you know you've got all that versatility without having the rubbish looks of having a big hole underneath where your pickups would go
0: yeah i um i think that's cool but actually i the body shape i prefer um is the atlas the Atlas FT or Atlas Flat Flattop uh, on their Instagram. They've got one they've posted here, which I'm guessing maybe was at the show. It's showing us available on their website. Um, so think of this as kind of a, a chubbier telly. Let's talk, let's <laughs> say it that way. <laughs> um, with the kind of like P90 in the neck, uh, humbucker in the bridge, and then hard tail, um, six saddle bridge. And just a really nice design and kind of like a flat matte black
1: yeah it's gorgeous. Um, it was it was those those guitars were just simple well built brilliant like original enough but still with classic heritage you know it was a move away from all the weird stuff we're seeing from ritter and osec and everything else those other guitars they were just nice you know mm, just good
0: absolutely i um also yeah if you go through his gallery definitely make some some crazier stuff as well which i absolutely love i think there's some some crazy stuff in there but i would have uh, i had been well tempted here i think joe that atlas flat top in fact the atlas ct which i'm guessing is curved top um it looks amazing God, looks like he does some sort of crazy he's got one he's got a nine string the y ref is the is the model did a nine string there um yeah, really pushing the boat out, but then doing some, some normal stuff as well. So, yeah. like it. Like it very much.
1: R- really it? good. Really good. Like, honestly, listener, please, if you're on Instagram, do go and give him a follow. He's only got 890 followers, and it, it was some of the best guitars I'd seen uh, at the show. So,
0: yeah. yeah check out. absolutely. him absolutely. C Gig Guitars, which I think stands for, um, what was his name? I've literally just had it in front of me, and now I've gone. Um, Colin. Gregor Ivan yeah. Christoph guitar. Garwell's wow. individual guitars, mm. handmade instruments for individual music. I see. Uh, followed by Millimetric, of <laughs> all people. <laughs> um, yeah, that landscape has kind of got that very Millimetric feel. Now I've just clicked on the Millimetric Instagram page, and my wallet hurts. Yes,
1: um,
0: but uh, yeah, very very cool. What? Um, anything else on the kind of craziest stuff, Joe? Sorry. Yes, let's uh,
1: let's do let's do one more crazy, and then I want to flick over to millimetric. Remind me of something that was similar that that that, uh, that I saw there. So we'll talk about that afterwards. Uh, so another guitar on the crazy front, Meta, not to be confused
0: with Facebook. Um, <laughs> Facebook I, guitars, <laughs> stealing your stealing your soul. Um, <laughs> Okay, talk to me about Meta
1: guitars, so, Joe. Meta, if you if you want to check them out on Instagram, dear listener, meta.guitars.bases on Instagram. Very new company. Um, and they made some pretty aggressively wild modern shapes. This was more For me, like, obviously, you know, I I posted a picture of me with the bass being like, I think I found my ultimate bass. And I was just, you know, I was obviously just saying that because I say that all the time. But there were a couple of comments where people were like, I don't think this is the right aesthetic for you. I I know, I know,
0: (laughs) I wasn't being serious. And I, and
1: I, I know, I know that they're not the right aesthetic, but just for being absolutely gorgeously built and wonderfully, I could appreciate them, shall we say. You know, it didn't, it certainly wasn't my cup of tea, but... My goodness, yeah. what, uh, original something of the um uh, what's, what's his chops from Animals as Leaders?
0: Uh, oh, the yeah, I was gonna to say, say very much kind of got that Abassi guitar. Also, what was the other brand that we saw at NAMM in 2019? Um, that kind of had they had kind of had a crazy thing where they basically for for people listening can't look at the pictures, they do a guitar model called the Veil double cut um, but the top horn i guess as it were top half of the body goes all the way up to the ninth fret 12th yeah. fret <laughs> um, they do it in two different scales yeah kind of yeah it's got that that kind of very modern Abassi guitars type feel to it but what i think is really nice about this all kind of satin wood wood controls you know brass tip um, pickup selector you know f- headless through hole in the head with all brass nuts and saddles custom designed individual saddles you're not just got a normal nut on here every string goes through its own tiny brass saddle yeah. you know really uh, every tiny little detail thought about here um and uh, you know kind of just yeah I've really guys also I'm just on I've just on his website very good beard as well um <laughs> but yeah just some some really crazy stuff and and low yeah low weight and size headless design i think what's really nice as well actually just on their website you'd have to take a look at this uh listeners but effectively the strings go through the head but rather than poking out the back the back of the headstock has a tiny little compartment that's sealed off with matching and it's a magnet
1: the little uh, yeah
0: so you can thread the strings through cut them off and then you don't have to look at the the end of a string absolutely lovely it's again it's all those sort of little details that you know looking at a guitar and not just going and there's nothing wrong with doing a an s or a t or a lp or whatever but you know just kind of going i'm going to make my own thing and that often means i've got to make my own nuts or bridges or whatever do you know what i mean and that's that's great you know pushing the boundaries out uh brand, yeah and like you say brand new company first instagram post was only 24 weeks ago so yeah. really uh, going out i think based in france metaguitars.fr i think um but yeah very very cool
1: they were great they really had that new company feel to them like uh, it was a it was uh um that, that fellow who's on all their Instagrams and, and another another girl that was with him and they were very proactive. Like, you know, I went over to check out the guitars and they're like, Hi, can I tell you about the guitars? And they, you know, they told me all about them, let me try stuff, showed me all the little compartments. It was great, you know. I I, I really enjoyed that. Like and that's that's that new company vibe. Like there are others, you go over to you and like, you're like Hi, how's it going? Can I check this out? And they're like, Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why you've paid for this stand talk to me but you know i'm not going to name those companies by the way but, <laughs> but there were some there were some but um but yes meta just really gorgeous looking guitars up close extraordinarily well built um, well
0: um what what about uh we should probably talk about some amps and pedals soon but what about a couple of brands maybe that uh were more on the Traditional side, shall we say. Is that the, is that the best word? Yes. Only... Yes. Yeah, why not? Okay, yeah, let's talk about some um,
1: traditional uh, guitars. Shabbat guitars, um, who I, I are a Californian, a Hollywood custom shop. Uh, in fact, one of the only American companies that I saw there. Um, and they had a guitar that until... Until about halfway through the last day was my favourite thing I'd seen there, but I have given that ground to something else now, which I will go into. <laughs> okay. um, but the uh, yes, my my favourite thing uh, until that point that I saw was their Lion Standard, which is a gorgeous forty nine telly. It's simple, and when I say forty nine, that means I'm talking about snakehead headstock. So the three aside headstock that kind of. Goes in in a very simple paddle-like way. Mm. Um, a slight modification to the the scratch plate. The scratch plate has an almost uh, sort of seventies telly feel to it. Sort of that offset cut, but not quite. It's its own thing. Butterscotch, you know, maple neck. Everything about it's simple, but it's it was a ludicrously deep, wonderful D-shaped neck, um, V-shaped neck rather, and and it just felt like absolute. Um, relic perfection. You know everything about it was a perfect classic guitar, starting at thirty three hundred and forty nine US dollars, which is still right now. After. That is undercutting Fender Custom Shop, and I'm telling you these are these are untouchable in in as far as their <laughs> quality is concerned. I, th- I thought this was you, you couldn't like there was nothing nothing you could possibly fault. This was a, a perfect instrument. Um, but,
0: yeah, I think. Um, they look, I think, yeah, it's it's traditional in one way, um, but actually, you know, this like you say, it's a couple of modern twists. They do quite a few different models named after different cats. Uh, so you've got the lion, uh, the lynx, the puma, the panther, the leopard, the tiger, and the cougar. Um, I, I would say the lion standard, yeah, that's their kind of double single coil telly snake head. Um, that kind of three aside, but actually they do uh, Lion GB, which is um, got the kind of what do they call it? Charlie Christian sort of big humbucker, yeah. that sort of the, bladed, uh, uh, yeah, hexagonal
1: edged humbucker in the neck position. Yeah,
0: mm. I actually really like their um, their special, which is two humbuckers uh in that kind of tea style. But yeah, v- really cool. Um and some some nice relic in like you say, you know, not cheap. Um at three well, starting at three thousand three hundred dollars, but you know, that is cheaper than that's
1: there's that is affordable for for what it is, I think I
0: think. I think. Absolutely. You... I must admit the headstock isn't for me. Um oh, really? You know like the steak headstock. I don't Ugh. I don't. I think um you know Leo Fender had to go back to the drawing board, and I think uh, he might. I think he did it better the second time, quite personally. <laughs> um, and actually, I would say I prefer the Tele headstock to the Strat headstock as well. The, um, as in the Shabbat version of that, or you mean no, Fender, just Fender. just the the Fender version. I think, um, like uh, the kind of like thinner Tele headstocks, right? Um, but yeah, I I think great guitars and absolutely, you know competitive in terms of price and they make some they make some uh, some nice interesting kind of changes like the headstock on their lion special lion custom their links which is more of the kind of six in a line have kind of got that nice double layered headstock is that what you would call it so yeah, like that's one would, half yeah. is sort of lower and carved um I really like that. I think that looks really nice. Relicking, again, does look really, really nice. The um, Lion Custom that I'm looking at on their website, black over sunburst, really nicely relicked. And I guess, um, I'm just having a look here, request a quote. Um, <laughs> you must be able to... Oh, just it's just an open form. So I guess you can do whatever the hell you like. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, interesting... So they've come all the way from LA um, to do that. But yeah, premium, as you'd expect, boasts premium quality tone with high end electronics and professional appointments that are fully customizable. Um, so just make it however you want it, basically, I guess. I,
1: I think uh, hard to top if you're looking for an F a Fender style I don't know why I said F style, you know, a Fender style guitar. If you're looking for a Fender style guitar, then Shabbat are definitely one of the best alternatives. Uh, mm. If you if you want something you know really funky that's maybe slightly outside of what the Fender Custom Shop are offering and you want to save a little bit of money, then the Shabbat stuff does look absolutely flawless. Now, like I said, that was almost my favorite guitar. There was only one thing that I liked more, but before I talk about that, I want to talk about another company. I went over to see voren Saku and, uh, and 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 Audio as well as they were as they always friends of the podcast and they were they were sharing a little booth um, and oh, there was some fantastic stuff in the voren Saku uh, range, including. Um, Including a two things that really stood out. There was a, a sort of Jaguar Jazzmaster style offset. Their, their sort of offset guitar that has a built-in reverb tank
0: what <laughs> yeah like a built-in
1: <laughs> reverb tank into the guitar in fact currently dear listener it's the most recent video posted on uh the vuren Saku page i assume that's a little demo of it
0: it's, um, uh yeah it looks like it just for anyone listening who maybe hasn't seen them before spelt v u o r e n s a k u they are from finland (laughs) i think i remembered that right if i didn't i'm sure he'll kill me but yeah it's um yes they are finland but that joe is crazy. It was fantastic. So it's
1: replacing the top horn of controls that you might get on a on a Jazzmaster. Um, instead of having, you know, a sort of, I guess, would you get those controls on a Jazzmaster, it's Jaguar, I'm thinking. It doesn't matter. On the top horn, you've got a little metal plate that's giving you a little reverb on-off toggle and then three rotary controls that deal with the tone of the reverb, the mix, and the dwell of the reverb. And the <laughs> tank resides <laughs> under that, underneath
0: the scratch that. plate. Is absolutely oh man, I'm so gutted I couldn't be there to play that. <laughs> I am so I am good, man. Ab- it was so, so good. gutted. <laughs> um, you know, I've seen all these people with their built guitar, you know, B-I-L-T built guitars, and they've got like a you know uh Chase Bliss mood built in or fuzz pedals. I'm like, yeah, that's all great, you know, putting all that digital stuff in this guitar. It's like what you want is a real spring tank. How how um I can't really judge from the front on picture or the side picture, but it looks relatively deep, but not, like, crazy.
1: No, not noticeably, no. It, it felt very comfortable. There wasn't even really that much extra weight to it. Certainly, I, I didn't feel like it had... No, nothing had made the guitar cumbersome uh, right. by, by making this edition. Um, it was It was extraordinary. It was very yeah. cool. And as with all things Vran Saku, they had an, they had another. Some of their instruments have such wonderful stories, um, and they they had a bass there called the 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 Zion Lion, which is a, yes. a short scale bass where the the body is in fact made out of um, wood from a from the door of a burnt down church. Okay. Um, so the front of the guitar, whilst the front of the guitar is finished in a butterscotch, the back of the guitar, he's allowed the very charred wood to shine through underneath a sort of clear coat of gloss. So you can see all this sort of damage to it, which is. Is it incredible that he's uh, he's made that? And then I can't remember what else it was. It was either the nut material or something from the neck was actually taken. It couldn't have been the nut material, but it, it was, it was, it was, uh, the neck wood was taken from um, something at the graveyard of that church as well. So it's uh, I'm
0: in, I'm in. Yeah, I'm looking so, at it now. I, I would say, Joe, that if you were going to buy a base. That's the base you should have bought <laughs>
1: it's, it's very very cool i think it is it was commissioned specifically for someone that one they they brought um saku the 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 wood right um, Specifically.
0: they foil. uh also had a lap steel there as well they did. The lap, I, didn't, I can't lander. play lap
1: steel so I didn't try it out but um, um...
0: which has got a yeah b and a g bender on it by the looks of it um yeah. looks amazing um and i i'm to be honest I'm just totally into the um I don't know what the model is that they call this this one, but I think it's that, yeah, they're Starbender, which is their kind of single P90, but it's got the uh, Grouse Audio Starbender fuzz pedal built yeah. straight into the bridge, yeah. um, which is super cool. I just love these guitars so much. I wish I, I desperately wish I could afford one. If I had the money, I would have absolutely bought that Spring Reverb one because it's, it's ridiculous. It was um, ridiculous. Again, great guitars. Just. Very cool, very unique for me. Something more that I would play because they feel a bit more grounded in normal compared yes. to um, yes. some of the, some of the other things. ones, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, well, that's 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 it. I, I, I will say, you know, I didn't uh, not wishing to dismiss Grouter audio, the pedals were absolutely, uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. He had an amazing range of stuff. He's actually done some limited edition things in different Tolexes as well. Okay. Which is cool. really cool. I, I actually meant to buy one at the show and then I, we I we ended up having to leave early on the third day and I didn't make it up to his stand. So I I need to give him a shout because um I really want to get one of his fuzzes in he had this awesome sort of red Tolex uh yeah, cover for one of the pedals that was very, very cool. So I'm gonna reach out and sort that out. But as usual, they're amazing and I think uh I think I think Router Audio are currently uh promoting their new Uh, drive pedal they've done a they've done like a transparent drive time of the of their transparent drive but they've um they've made one with a three band eq which i thought was very good
0: i have one the natural selection i do yes i actually got sent one of the prototypes um so yeah the natural selection overdrive so you've got volume and gain you've then got germanium or silicon clipping diodes and then a, t- a treble midland and bass basically so a very active eq um and you can basically get it to sound like pretty much anything right. um very cool loads of gain on tap if you want it um the germanium uh diodes give you a little bit more of a kind of fuzzy growl to it um but it's nice you can dial all of the drive back and then you've got like a really nice uh eq control on there you know you can have you know you can really you know emphasize mids you know you can kind of kind of clean up or change the sound of really dull pickups um very I, very cool really fi- really you can dial it in really really can dial it in
1: since i've been playing the uh the KMA machines Logan as as my main drive i i sort of can't imagine going back to a drive pedal that didn't give me three bands of eq mm. it, i i don't know how I'd yeah. You know, the pedal would have to have a really specific voicing for that not to bother me now. Yeah, you know, it's just so handy. I don't know why it's so rare. But
0: I uh, I did actually message uh, Sasha um, before and was like, "Will you have any of the wild pedal?" I've been pestering about his wild pedal for about two three years. Um, <laughs> still one of the best wires I've tried, but I think they use a really special component that he couldn't he couldn't no longer buy. Um, but, yeah, still one of the best things. And uh, to me, the Vibe, the Vibe pedal is, i you know, we've talked about it many, many a time on the podcast. The Vibe pedal is still, I think, the best Vibe that you can go out and buy. It is so, so good. Um, have got a whole bunch of his stuff here. And just it's unbelievable all just wonderful. Quality. Yeah, it's just
1: very good. And also a lovely man. I had a Negroni with him at uh, a cocktail bar on one of the evenings.
0: Yeah, he's um he's amazing. I think he speaks like five languages as well, or something. Really, crazy. Always wears good hats. He does always wear good hats. Um, and the other pedal that I think is relatively new, alongside that, which I think came out similar time, is the Focus, uh, which is their Boost, Ah, but it's got an active bass. It's got yeah, it's got a K in it. Um, which has got like an active treble and bass. Um. Yeah. definitely again super super cool make some great pedals make some great fuss pedals as well so if you haven't checked them out grouter audio uh, g-r-e-u-t-e-r all the way from switzerland um but yeah nice guy good hat yes indeed indeed
1: okay so um i want to talk about some other pedals now but before we do i just i've got to talk about the guitar that i decided was best in show ah uh, yes
0: tell me joe Grizz Grizz. Grizz Grizz guitars. (laughs) Grizz Grizz Guitars. People are running out of names for their guitars, aren't they? Uh we shall call our company Grizz Grizz. Grizz Grizz. I'm sure it's got some real um I'm sure it's got some real meaning. Maybe two people called Grizz. Uh I don't know. But uh yeah, interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um uh Grizz guitars—they started off like making cigar box, uh, sort of, you know, bow diddly style things, and uh, and and have moved into more traditional um, hollow body style guitars. But they're just okay. I've just got to talk about the two models they do. They do like um, they do they do some arch tops and they do some electrics. Now the Comet is. Um, one of their their arch tops, which they'll do as a no-cut or a single-cut. It has a single, um, very original-looking, almost Charlie Christian-looking, P90-style pickup right in the neck. The neck was huge, like the widest neck I've ever played, also the deepest neck I'd ever played. It was almost like a bass. The construction, the look of these was... It's it's original, it's new, but it's grounded in that fifty sort of arch-top jazz-style thing uh they were just the the quality up close was unbelievable the headstocks are are strange they're almost bubbly they go sort of in and then out again that's not describing anything dear listener is it but the headstocks are original and awesome um the sputnik uh is they also do the orbit but the sputnik which is one of their solid bodies is one of the most gorgeous guitars i've ever seen they're sort of long and thin the, the solid bodies come with a pair of their sort of Charlie Christian-inspired pickups, again with the ridiculously wide and deep, gorgeous necks. They come in tasteful sunbursts or blacks, with l- light relicing in some cases. But I've never seen anything as gorgeous as this.
0: I, I'm i looking at it now. So, yeah, it's Grizz Grizz Guitars, uh, G-R-I-S. I tell you, Joe, I would agree with you. This there's the I'm looking at the Sputnik and they're showing a couple more pictures on their website a white and a black one um they look amazing they look like something that stumbled but the sort of the body shape for anyone that's kind of I guess knows a few more historic guitars looks like really early um acoustic guitars yes it has from that 1920s like
1: like sort, sort of l double feel yeah
0: eve it sort of almost looks like an early 1900s like martin um, right. they've got that kind of really um i kind of like the the kind of yeah early 20th century uh classicals um i think even in the eight, 1800s they've kind of got that kind of vibe um and as they say on their website, it's just like really European, I think. But these are um, these are super unique without being overly wild. Yeah, I just look amazing. Um, that Sputnik. If if Gris Gris is listening to this right now, please send me the black one so I can try it. Um, I'm gutted I couldn't be there to try it, Joe. But that. But says prices start from eighteen hundred euros.
1: Mate, that was that was what I could not believe. I was holding this guitar, and I, I was like, "This is." It just felt like money, you know. And I'm, mm-hmm. it, it was so amazing to play. It was so resonant, even unplugged. That I was, I had the the body one, the Jazzbox one, and I, I'm thinking this has got to be the price of a similar price to my custom shop, Gibson ES one seven five, right? This is going to be five grand something like that in pounds so you know they're going to give me the price in euros it's going to be six grand six and a half grand and i asked and he was like well that one's just under three thousand euros but you know they start from just under two <laughs> i couldn't
0: believe it. i um. the white one that they're showing in the sputnik is cool because it's actually got the kind of gretch appointment so it's like the gold sparkle trim and headstock and neck plate um and interestingly neck can be maple mahogany cherry set or bolt on fretwood rosewood plum pear or maple um mm. yeah you can have arch top so- uh, flat top um custom wound pickups i'm in I- i'm totally in i i would agree with you joe possibly one of the best new guitars i've seen in a very long time and yeah. you can basically buy them from as with most of these, absolutely nowhere. <laughs> apart <laughs> yeah. from, apart from direct, it looks like they've got one dealer in Germany, but barely looks like a dealer. Um, yeah, looks like it someone just very selling stuff cool. out of his house. It's, it's always um,
1: difficult when we're talking about them on an audio podcast. It's very easy to talk about Veron guitars because there's already always a story and something you know amazingly cool, like a reverb tank built in. Or we're talking about you know, I, I don't know the the Ritter guitars where they're. You know, cut into a painting was the grizz grizz stuff. There's no, there's no thing here. This is just an absolutely tip-top, incredible guitar.
0: Mm, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it looks like the person who makes them is self-taught, but gains enough of confidence to what he does to apply for the course of musical instrument technology at the University of Applied Science. Um And uh yeah, he's bought loads of guitars, and currently is out of a. An, an old workshop, supermarket isn't it an, yeah an old uh like corner shop that his parents ran for like 70 years um and yeah it's got a bachelor of arts in musical instrument making so oh, yeah. uh, fair play absolutely amazing go and check them out gris gris um i want one if it's listening please mm-hmm. send it to me um that sputnik is super cool super super cool it's kind of like a mini Gretsch, but yeah it's got i just want to plug it in and a really loud fuzz pedal do you know what i mean (laughs) um it just it's just got that just got that vibe very cool definitely one of the coolest things i've seen in a while yeah it was extremely cool now we do have a bunch of stuff
1: still to get through obviously we are going to head over onto the patreon where we will continue to talk about some of those things but also we're gonna pick a listener's question um, to deal with. Um, so should we do that now, Matt? Should we pick a listener's question?
0: Why don't we um, yeah, why don't we pick a listener's question now and then we'll do maybe an amp and a couple of pedals yes i'd like
1: to talk about a couple of effects because i also made a purchase uh, oh, okay. So talk about that.
0: i'd like to talk about that so we'll, we'll do that
1: and we'll talk about uh, my favorite amp brands that i found there but first of all we'll pick a patreon question and i was thinking maybe for this week matt bernard hunt um asked uh, he said uh he, this is only sort of half a question it's more a topic to talk around but i think we should definitely talk around it on the patreon he said joe brandon um it's your job to talk matt Knight into buying this Live whilst recording the next podcast. I mean, it's ridiculous to think of anyone else owning it. And what Bernard is talking about, dear listener, is the GuitarWorld.com article um, that has uh, th- th- about the fact that the first ever Boss Chorus Ensemble, the CE1, has reportedly been found and is listed on Reverb.com
0: for $1 million. <laughs> certainly a good marketing exploit um yes why don't we do that let's talk about that on the patreon and then maybe we can cover a couple more things that uh didn't get covered uh from guitar summit but um yeah maybe before we do that then joe should we before we move on to the patreon should we do one pedal and an amp uh oh before the patreon we let's do let's uh let's let's do a pedal
1: then let's do one pedal and then let's I, do one I, pedal and then yeah cover the rest in the patreon i think okay so here i assumed are. that's what you meant but yes uh, oh, sorry i was i was going to finish the podcast here but uh but admittedly that would be finishing it four minutes before the hour so why not let's uh let's let's talk about this matt knight dread box effects you are gonna love these previously they made synthesizers and synthesizer equipment they have moved into the guitar world i liked these so much that i tried to buy one and the guy seemed shocked he was like oh i I don't have any way of selling them to you i was like god damn it (laughs) it doesn't have any way of oh man (laughs) he he, he didn't think about it and he was like oh it's just i was like i I would literally have bought one now and he was like maybe i could put you in touch i was like no no it would have gone by
0: then i just cared now I um, I have seen these. They actually Dreadbox made a kind of licensed third-party box for some of our modular equipment at some point. Ah. Roland modular equipment, um, and actually, yeah, they make some cool synthesised the effects pedals. Are, I think been around for a, a little while. I definitely know the Como Rebi, which is their flanger yes um i think what's interesting is most of their pedals also have cv in and out so you can still right. run them into uh, i think the idea is that you still run them with modular yeah you synthesis. can run them
1: with modular gear you can also patch between um the you know the the inputs at the top as well as it being usable as a functional guitar pedal with uh with rotary controls but they're incredible dear listener if you've not checked them out um they are large box effects in bold colours. Um, I can't remember where they're from. Are they Portuguese? Maybe I. I, can't, I can't remember. Uh, but they have like um, uh, they, they have more of a, a Japanese look to them, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, bold colours. Like they'll either be a turquoise with pink writing, or or maybe a, a sort of a a, a purple with uh, Daphne blue writing and stuff like that. It's all. All very bold, very cool, clear things. And and I tried out their um, compressor filter and it was absolutely fantastic. It was one of the most, because you can manually control that filter, you can get all that really squelchy sort of subby tone, that sort of underwater sound, which I, I really love. And I've been looking for an envelope filter that allows me to use it manually. So it allows me to remove the wow and just get the <laughs> you know, and, uh, and that's exactly what their uh, kinematic um, compressor filter allowed me to do.
0: Right. Nice. I mean, Joe, I have to ask... Did they have the hypnosis time effects processor on display? <laughs> they didn't know. Oh. They only
1: only had their normal pedals. So why didn't you explain for the listener what the hypnosis? So uh,
0: I'm sure. Yeah, Dreadbox effects. You can go- Hypnosis is a. I guess it's a desktop effects for mainly synthesizers, uh, but it's a chorus, flanger, delay, and real spring reverb in one box with super hands-on control very very cool indeed and a nice little window so you can see the springs um but yeah i've seen these before and they are very very cool i think they make some really good stuff again aimed i think quite a lot at synthesis and people into euro rack um but nonetheless very very cool very cool
1: indeed and the best part was the (laughs) pedals were like 150 euros each
0: yeah, yeah, I, I do remember them being um, relatively well-priced. And, yeah, they kind of got like a minimalistic aesthetic with a bunch of um, Japanese on them. But mm. I don't think they're a Japanese company, but, yeah, very, very cool indeed.
1: They were awesome. Now, that is all the time we've got for on this week's episode of the podcast dear listener you can of course join us on patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for an entire ep- extra episode every week uh, you can become a patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month at the dollar tier you get this episode ad free and early five dollars gets you the patreon special back catalog ten dollars gets you the lot plus i'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode find us on all your favorite social media platforms join the guitar nerds group on facebook and get involved in our weekly episode discussion Thanks for being lovely. Oh, what have I done here? Thanks thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Goodbye.